Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Sean Slater. And I'm his sister Caroline. And today we're watching Minute 3 of the movie, which begins with a cartoon intro of a Spider-Man TV show and ends with a boy who doesn't know the song, the lyrics to a song. For those of you keeping track, I have named this minute Peter Parker intro part two slash Miles Sings. I like the this at the end of the last minute we saw the the hints of this intro, but we get the intro to the Spider-Man '67 TV show cartoon. The show that sparked a thousand memes once the internet was born. <laughs> uh, there are literally so many memes from this show that I feel like the only reason I know the show is because of the memes. Yeah, it was a very interesting show <laughs> uh, it, it was of its time it was of its time yes but it's also one of the most iconic theme songs yeah definitely the simpsons joke of it i joke of it all the time the classic spider-man spider-man does whatever a spider can it's great like i think i actually reference that more off the only other theme song that i could think could rival it is batman yeah the batman yeah that one from the distinguished competitors they're just so catchy and campy and funny i don't know like no one really gives a crap about the other intros from that time period i do immediately after the spider-man theme because I believe the line is like, uh, best theme song ever, and uh, so, so Popsicle. Yeah, that Popsicle is terrifying. Uh, it's horrifying. <laughs> I love it, but just call it So So. <laughs> yeah, I, I was able to trace back that picture from a dorkly post in 2014, where they were showing terrifying Popsicles, and this one popped up. Uh, <laughs> but again, this is a real product that you could buy. Um, it was a popsicle. I think we've almost bought it once or like almost got it once because I remember it's a weirdly vivid memory I have, but we were at someone's garage place and they had like a half pipe and these all like ice cream truck themes. And I had a Powerpuff Girls one because I loved bubbles. Yeah. And she just became terrifying by the end of eating it. I don't think I could even finish it. Uh, but I remember I almost grabbed the Spider-Man one, but I grabbed Bubbles instead because she's my girl. Yes, I remember that. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not crazy. I remember the getting the ice cream. I don't remember getting the ice cream, but I do remember where you're talking about. I might have been the only one who got the ice cream. Yeah, I remember trying to skateboard in the half pipe. Yeah. And not doing too well. I didn't do that. I just ran back and forth. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were probably like five maybe when that you were five. So I was tiny. I don't know if uh, yeah I don't know if it was in Conneaut Lake or that was it somewhere near there but I don't remember but I just remember they had this cooler and I got a Powerpuff Girls ice cream and I was so excited because I always wanted one but mom would never buy them yeah that was with some cousins yeah and after uh seeing the so-so popsicle I'm a little grateful for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I don't think all of them I were that terrifying? No. No, they weren't. That would be bad if, if they were designed that way. That looks just like a, oh, it was left out in the sun of too long. I do love that. That might be my favorite reference of all the whole sequence. That so-so popsicle. Yeah. 
what else happens? Because we're at the very end of the montage. We have the montage of him getting beaten up. Yeah, by three villains. Oh, wait. One thing real quick. If you go frame by frame, Peter's actually smashed into the popsicle. No way! (laughs) Yeah, he... um, So this is where we can transition into the the villains that that are introduced to us. Um, But you can see his shoulder appear as he's getting pushed by one of Doc Ock's arms. And then he gets, like, his face turns into like covers the popsicle so it's the the same exact place i did notice that and then when he gets hit against the wall it like smashes it smash cuts into like the wall being cracked i did notice it smash cut i didn't know that they had him starting to get in before then that's so clever yeah it's a really cool transition yeah uh six seconds because i brought up it was the first time i ever like registered that it was doc ox arm slash appendage and yeah the thing i really like about this is that they don't show doc ox face it's interesting because the other two villains i know we, we do see yeah but they don't show doc ox and i'm like okay we see um Kingpin and Green Goblin, right? Yeah. And the this Green Goblin takes modeled after the ultimate version. He's very different from the uh he's very different from the Green Goblin from the Sam Raimi uh movies. <laughs> that actually really took me by surprise the first time I see it because I was like I said earlier, I was really only familiar with the Sam Raimi movies. Um I didn't know many other versions of the characters until later and even then it was just a select few of them so to see this version of green goblin was very cool to me it's like whoa green goblin's giant yeah when i first saw green goblin i thought he might have been the lizard uh villain i made a similar mistake later in the movie but i switched to them especially because um Earth 65 and where Spider-Gwen is from in that universe Peter turns into the lizard trying to become like her and so I thought they um, might be going along that line of having him be the villain uh, having the lizard be the villain for for Gwen kind of parallel that but I have the first appearances of the three villains that we see so Doc Ock's appendage appears First in The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, number three, which was published in July 1963. Really? Doc Ock was first appeared in 1963. And then Kingpin, we have, appears in uh, issue 50 of The Amazing Spider-Man in 67. And Green Goblin first appears in issue 14 of the amazing spider-man in 1964 so these are these are villains that have been around for a long time yeah pretty much since the inception of spider-man um that they've always been his like his sort of villains and it makes sense for the time like they're corny in many editions and in concept they're a bit over the top yeah kingpin not so much kingpin He's a pretty typical, you know, mobster, but Green Goblin and Doc Ock definitely are, like, over the top and definitely fit that 60s early comics vibe. Yeah, and then also in this scene is is when we see Peter fighting in front of the reactor, or the, yeah, collider. 
Peter and Green Goblin are, are fighting each other, and then an explosion happens and knocks them both back. During that explosion, that's because they mentioned later about a huge earthquake that happens. And so I'm like, oh, so this is the moment. They actually show us that moment, and this was the first time I realized. It's like, oh, this is the moment they're talking about. Yeah, it, it took me a couple a couple of viewings to realize, like, oh, this is the stuff that, the fight that we're seeing with the Green Goblin is literally just from the night before. Um, I, I, I was, I kept thinking, like, oh, this is from a while ago. This is just him generically fighting. Um, but I also think this um could be when the spider that we see in the the previous minute when we see that alchemex spider crawling down in front of the collider i think this might be when it gets blasted and gets its powers or gets the ability to uh, when it gets all glitchy i don't know if is there anything else you want to add into this before i talk about the next smash cut into our main character yeah i think i think that's all i have to say about this peter parker so i do want to talk about the smash cut because it might be one of my favorite smash cuts so the whole montage ends with spider-man saying because there's only one and only spider-man and you have this big epic music in the background and then it smash cuts to miles in his room singing sunflower by post malone and Sway Lee, I think is how it's pronounced, which is a very R&B hip hop style song. So it's like a complete 180 from this epic sound. And it's just almost, it's such a shock smash. I genuinely love it. And to see Miles just in there acting like a kid, just kind of jamming along, bopping his head, coloring in one of his tags of all this music plays and him like you said, not exactly knowing the lyrics, like this is <laughs> like I know I do that all the time with music. It's like <laughs> just fade out when I don't know the lyrics. It was a I thought it was very funny and relatable. I knew I was really gonna love this movie. Like before, I had like okay, this is gonna be fun, but I knew it was gonna be like oh, this is gonna be really cool looking is when he taps the marker on his throat and you see the like tap lines appear. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, th- this is going to have some really cool effects in it. This really feels like the first time it's like the animation kind of showing off on just how fluid and how beautiful it is. That whole section where um, the camera is just panning around Miles during this and you see all of just how smooth Miles, like, doing all of these little, like, the head bob, like, the tapping the throat. Like, even just little facial movements are just seamless. Yeah, and it's just a, a 24-second smooth pan around of Miles. And that's very hard to do in animation. Continuous, one shot, and it's just... I think I watched that section, like, 20 times one taking notes on this just because I couldn't get over how beautiful it was and it really is just kind of a small moment of just them showing off their animation skills and I appreciate it I remember you first telling me how uh, they had to create their own program to animate this 
Yeah, so so a lot of the the way the shading is, they, they had to really love redevelop the way that the shading really works. The when you first cut in miles. and you see his hand, the way the shading is done on the hand is it's actually just like darker lines where shading yeah. should happen. It's very comic book. Yeah. I remember you saying like they put a comic book to life. Yeah, there's a lot of different areas where like, you know, you see the panels and you see, mm-hmm. you know, motion lines. Like the tapping of the marker, like you said. Yeah. One of my favorite things that comes up later is like when you see the sp- or actually no, it came up uh, earlier in the montage, the spider sense, like you get to see the spider sense. Yeah, the spider sense shows wiggly lines on it. The, the, I, the just huge shout out to the people who made the animation, who animated the movie, because it really is like no other movie out today, ever before, or I don't know, like who knows what it's going to do for animation in the future. It's just stunning. It's a stunning movie. The, another really interesting thing about this part of the, the scene is that it, it was one of the later scenes they they animated and they didn't have the song completed when they started it. I mean, it, it made it a lot easier when you don't know the lyrics because you don't want know what the lyrics are. Is that why he's kind of dipping in and out of lyrics? They were still in the process of writing this as, or as it was being animated. They were in the process of writing the song. <laughs> Uh, that scene was always in as like okay we're gonna have this scene it just took them a really long time to to figure out (laughs) what the song's actually gonna be that's i i did not know that they animated that before they even had the song finished so that's that's really cool i do love the song uh i also love that it is the first intro we have to miles because it sets up so much that you know he's a kid he's young he goofs i love that we're seeing him make a tag uh, again, reinforcing that whole graffiti and miles together. And all of them are, um, all of them have miles drawn in different ways. Um, yes, I love that. I love that we get a peek at a sketchbook. Did you notice um, that, like, under his sketchbook and even above his drawing desk, looks like superhero posters? Yeah, the um, that yellow and black one looks like it's Batman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Miles is a Batman fan. <laughs> and it kind of looks like the legs of Superman, uh, the the big blue, you know, red and blue one might be Superman. I like to, I like to think of them as like Miles drew them. And like another thing I notice is that like when it's panning, you get a glimpse of his desk and you see like a really like kind of crudely drawn face. Yeah, it looks like something he drew when he was younger. And I'm like, is that an, is that an early Miles drawing? <laughs> You see a lot of drawing supplies thrown about. Yeah, like it, it, I love that they're showing he's an artist, and even that desk that he's on is very traditional, used by animators, especially when hand drawing. Yeah. Um, if you go to like Disney or something, and you go into like an animation studio, they still have those, especially when doing hand drawing or making art, because it gives you just a really good angle, and you're not like. It doesn't hurt your back. You can get great light. So I also love the fact that he's like on an animator or a drawing desk. I, I love that they pushed the fact that he's an artist in just this super, like, three seconds or something. The only other thing I have in here is just a visual. Like, I, the right before the smash cut, we get a close-up on Spider-Man's eyes, and you get a reflection of the city in his uh, eyewear. You do? Yeah, it's, like, not a perfect reflection, but, yeah, you get a a reflection of the skyline. 
I have it at 26 seconds. Oh, there, there, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was just like, it's, it's like just tiny details like that that uh, I love. Yeah. Like the subtle facial movements in the animation. Like, I just, I love things like that. But that's really all I have for this minute. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to add? No, I, I, I think that covers everything I have for this minute. Thank you for listening to our first week of the movie. We'll be back on Monday with Minute 4. Name will be revealed then. And if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Spider-Verse Min um, or, um, on, uh, or on Instagram, uh, Spider-Verse Minute. And then if you just search for us on Facebook and YouTube, you can find us Spider-Verse Minute pretty much spider-verse minute everywhere except twitter you can email us um at podcast at spider-verse minute.com and let us know what you think if you have any comments or thoughts on upcoming minutes uh we'd love to hear them and you can find us on google play at spotify itunes and wherever your podcasts are sold although if you buy this you're getting ripped off yeah don't buy it visit our website for more information at spiderverseminute.com Thanks for listening. Bye.